If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Good afternoon. Good evening. I don't know where you're listening to, where you're listening from, or what time you're listening, but this is your boy, Naron Tillman. I am the host of Walking Victory, and you're listening to another episode. Um, and we are excited about this new year. We've taken a, a bit of a, a hiatus for a few weeks. We had to do some rebranding. And every now and again, you got to go back inside and rebrand and get yourself together because you got to be honest when you don't like how you look. <laughs> and uh, it, it, I didn't know, and, you know, I'm always completely honest with you guys, right? That's part of the charm of the show. Um, why do y'all didn't tell me our stuff was so, so raggedy? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, so we, we spruced up a little bit um, and we've... Um, invested some some money in two so that you can better help find us because there's no need in having a show um syndicating over 13 podcast platforms and nobody know you're you're there or you have such a small audience because you don't want to invest in yourself so my big thing to you all who are listening today is invest in yourself so much has happened over the last few weeks and we're not going to be able to get into all of those things we're not a political show um, but we did have to take the pause to talk about some politics. We're not a music show, but we did do a Save the Music segment, and it was awesome. I met some amazing musicians, singers, rappers, and I learned a lot about music um, because I'm kind of stuck in 70s, 80s, 90s music, and I have a 17-year-old who um, listened to the stuff, and my head be pounding, and, and then, you know, it kind of growing on you when, you when you're in the car with, with, with the teenager and he doesn't want to listen to Howard Stern or any talk shows and he's like can you listen to my music you can't say no all the time so (laughs) learning the stuff but today we have a guest and it's funny how our show has matriculated when we started it was a solo show um the first show was mama I have a podcast I didn't know what the heck I was talking about or where the direction we were going in and um, over the summer, I invested in uh, this group and we talked about um, talk tracks or talking points, understanding your, the audience of your podcast and where you want to take them to so that you can call out to them and finding your, 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 your topics of influence. And mine became leadership because leadership is broad. And if you listen to the show, you know, I love a lot of things. So I can talk to someone in the music industry and pull out leadership. I can talk to someone in uh, sales and pull out leadership. And these are great conversations to have. And because I've been a leader for so long, I'm still evolving as a leader. I like to pick the brains of 
people who have accomplished a lot and just have interesting backstories. And our guest today, uh, Michelle Thompson, has both of those. Um, she's not just an accomplished business person. Her backstory, and, and I'm not going to tell it for her. No, I, I, when, when you're coming up in church, I hate when people get up and start testifying to somebody else. Don't tell my... <laughs> and they, always, they don't want another testify to good stuff, Phil. They always want to testify to bad stuff. Don't tell my backstory. Um, so, but this is a great story, and I really want to spend time getting into it. Um, Michelle, welcome to Walk in Victory. Hey, Naran, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Um, well, tell me about yourself or tell us um, about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Michelle Thompson. I live in Oregon. And um, my claim to fame is I've got really good at uh, outsourcing and delegating. Um, <laughs> and that was for a, uh, a pretty specific reason. <laughs> So five years ago, uh, I had a stroke and when I had a stroke, um, I went from a MBA in finance to a second grade education level, um, literally in about 20 minutes. (laughs) Um, and, uh, it, it was crazy. I was at work one day and, um, I was looking at the computer screen and like half the computer screen just went completely black. And I thought, what in the world? I, I need a new computer screen. <laughs> and uh, so I turned and I looked at the wall and then the, the black spot followed me and I went, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> and uh, so I said to my coworkers, I was like, Hey guys, I can't see. And um, we like joked around a whole lot and, and everything. And so they're like, haha, very funny. Michelle I was like, no, for real. Like I can't see. They're like, Holy crap. All right. So we called 911 and go to the emergency room and ironically, they missed it. Um, so I'm in the emergency room and they're like, Oh, you're fine. You're probably just really tired. Um, you know, just go home and, and, and take a nap. And, uh, New York. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was like, um, okay. So, and I mean, the weird part is like, I'm slurring my speech. I'm dragging half my body and they're like, Oh, it's probably just a migraine. You're, you're okay. So I was like, all right. So i went home, slept that night, got up the next morning and still slurring my speech, still dragging my right side. And I went to work because that's what they told me to do. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Well, so I, I get to work. He's, he's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, and, uh, I'm sitting in front of my computer desk and I literally cannot remember my job. And, I've worked with the same people for a couple of years. I don't remember their names. And I'm like, okay, something's really wrong. So I walked into my boss's office and I was like, dude, Grant, you're going to have to check my work because I don't know what I'm doing. I literally don't remember how to do my job. And he's like, okay. He's like, we can get somebody to check your work, but you need to go back to the hospital. Like there's something really wrong. So we did. And, um, long story short, it actually took almost six months, uh, to find it. Um, so what had happened fast forward six months, three neurologists later, um, we found out that I had this incredibly rare 
blood disorder that about 2% of the population has. Um, and, uh, I was lucky enough to get it from both my mom and my dad. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, thanks mom. So, uh, yeah, so I ended up with something called, um, hetero, uh, I'm sorry, homozygous factor five. And so basically what that means is, um, in the olden days, we used to call it like sticky blood syndrome. And so what happens is inside of my veins, um, my body thinks that my veins are constantly cut. And so it's constantly trying to put a scab on them. So it's always creating a bunch of blood clots. Well, what had happened that day was a blood clot had shaken loose and gone up into my brain stem, which is why they missed it. Cause they were just doing the brain and didn't do the brain stem. And, um, and had actually uh, cut off oxygen for, um, a couple of minutes. We don't know exactly two to three minutes, but enough to do some, some permanent brain damage. So I, I'm really at a loss for words and I'm, you know, just reading the bio and, and reading your backstory and, and I, I knew the stroke and I didn't know the details of it. And a part of the charm of the show is that I don't like to do pre-interview stuff because I like to have conversation. So you can see my true response, right? And um, <laughs> we don't put the full video on YouTube. So you all won't see my response. But first of all, God bless you. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, you were able to catch it. Thank you. And it brings up, and we're going to get into the, the other things, but it brings up a, a, a real, if you weren't in a place of financial, a, a good financial place where healthcare was provided for you that you can go to the neurologist and, and constantly go because you know something's wrong, but they, they can't find it. Yeah. And that's why it's so important. And again, I'm not a political show. That's why it's so important to have healthcare. For, for those of you who think I'm young and I, and I don't need it, um, five minutes, your, your whole life changed. Yeah. For your to case in point, I was 36. I was 36. So, you know, it's, don't think it can't happen to you. Like plan for it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, we got some good foundation. What was the bounce back story, Matt? All right. So you, you, you come out of this, you find out um, what the issue is and, and what did you have to go through next? Yeah, I'd love to tell you it was super easy, um, but it, it wasn't. Um, in fact, the next part is actually um, probably probably one of my darkest moments, um, but I love sharing it because people need to hear it. People need to hear that anybody can get to a point where they just want to end it all. Um, and so fast forward six months, um, I've been through three neurologists, uh, because the first two told me I was lying, that I was trying to just get a disability case. Um, I swear to you. <laughs> and, um, so finally my third neurologist, uh, was a specialist in Seattle. And I remember sitting in his office thinking, this guy's just going to think I'm lying again. And I remember the very first thing that I said to him was Dr. Murphy, I promise you, I am not lying about this. Something is very wrong. Please help me. And he kind of turned his head and he went, Michelle, if you have gotten to me, I know there's something wrong and we're going to find it. Wow. And it was just like this sigh of relief. He's a specialist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I come here unless something wrong. Right. And um and so we he did a whole bunch of tests and ironically he found it in uh about a week. Mm. And he brought me in and he's like, he's like, okay. He's like, I can tell you what happened. I know exactly what happened. He's like, here's the bad news. It took you six months to get to me. I said, What does that mean? He's like, Well, he's like the brain. He's like, you have a really young brain, but he's like, after six months, we really don't see a whole lot of improvement for people who have strokes. So everything that you've 
lost is probably permanently gone. And he said, and, and what's even worse is that because of the blood disorder that you have, it's not a matter of if you have another stroke, it's a matter of when you have another stroke. Oh. And so we sat there and we had the very uncomfortable conversation of you need to get a power of attorney. You need to get a will and you basically need to set aside um, money for your funeral because it's, it's just a matter of when, not, not if. And so, and that was the good scenario. Uh, the good scenario was the next one that happens kills me. The bad scenario is the next one that happens doesn't kill you, but leaves you a vegetable and you get to suck carrots through a straw for the rest of your life. And somebody else can wipe your butt. And you know how that always ends up. Yeah. You need somebody to wipe your butt. You sitting in, in, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember, I remember sitting in the car thinking there's no way I'm going to be that kind of a burden to anybody. And so while I have the chance, I'm just going to end it. And so I, it was about six hours. This specialist lived about six hours from me. So I'm driving home and there's this stretch of road that is just this huge cliff. And so I think, okay, that's pretty good because let's be honest, I don't have the guts to actually kill myself, but I can drive my car over a cliff and I'm not going to injure anybody else. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is a good plan. So I'm literally driving home and I'm about 10 miles from this cliff and my phone rings. And so it comes through on the Bluetooth and not even thinking, I just, you know, hit the button automatically and it picks up and it was my primary care physician. And she's like, Hey, Michelle, um, life's been really rough. So I'm just calling to check on you and see how you're doing. And I just started laughing. I literally just started laughing. And she's like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, well, I'm literally about to drive my car off a cliff. And she's like, what, why? And so I told her what Dr. Murphy said. And she's like, okay. She's like, well, you know what? you can always drive your cliff, the car off a cliff tomorrow. So why don't you come in and talk to me? And if you still want to drive a car off a cliff, you can do that tomorrow. And I have no idea why that worked. <laughs> no idea. It's funny. It was funny. It was funny. It's, it was hilarious. Right. Cause, cause I'm like, because well, I literally had, I literally had like a tear in my eye. And when you said, she said that, it automatically like sucked up and all of my teeth just was like, <laughs> right. Right. Cause like, had she had any other reaction, right. Had she like yelled at me or don't do this, you know, like, like I would have just driven the car off the cliff, but she was so like non-emotional and like, well, you can do it tomorrow. <laughs> After we eat our clam chowder, you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you might as well. Um, and it was hilarious because I, I did for whatever reason. Um, the only thing is, is I can say is, you know, somewhere in the back of my brain, I really didn't want to die. Right. Obviously. Um, I just didn't want anybody else to take care of me. And I didn't realize that there were any, was any other option. So I get there and, um, you know, she didn't try and stick me in a psych ward. She didn't try and, um, reason with me or anything like that. Uh, she was just like, okay, Michelle, like, let me, let me just, let me just tell you anybody, any human being who has gone through what you've gone through in the last six months would want to kill themselves. So what you're feeling is completely normal and this is okay. And that shocked me because so many people for the last six months had just been like, I mean, not just the doctors, but also my work when, when they couldn't find anything medically to substantiate what I was telling them, then all HR had was, well, she's making this up. And so not only was 
you know, work, my coworkers, I had two people in my family who actually believed me. Um, one was my mom and everybody else literally just thought I was lying, trying to just not work anymore. And, um, and so when she told me that it was like all this validation, like, like, holy cow, somebody actually gets it. Right. Um, and what she did was very strange. (laughs) Um, she let me go and she's like, all right. She's like, well, we'll talk in about a week. Okay. No problem. (laughs) And then she left and she called my best friend (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, my, it was my, my friend, Michael. And, um, we used to joke because we're like completely like Mutt and Jeff, right? Like Michael's like six, four, big, huge black guy. Like you would, you know, like, and I'm like this five, two little whippersnapper. Right. And so, um, it was so funny because we were like the, the oddest of pairs. Right. But like, he's my best friend, love him to death. Well, so not to cross cut you. Um, our producer Phil that, 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 that spoke to you. He's six or nine and on my license, it says I'm 5'11". <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. We have something in common. <laughs> See, there you go. Right. Um, so, so Michael calls me and he's like, Hey, I got a call from your doctor. I was like, Oh, you did. He's like, yeah. Um, he's like, uh, I just, uh, I just want to know if you'll meet me at Starbucks. And I was like, what? And, I'll, and okay, now remember, I'm still slurring my speech. I'm still dragging half my body and I'm having seizures relatively frequently. So I do not go out in public <laughs> and he wants to go to Starbucks and I'm like, all right, Michael, but only because I love you. And so we get to Starbucks and we're sitting down and he's like, Hey, he's like, so, um, he's like, I heard that you're, you know, uh, thinking about thinking about ending it all. And, and he's like, I get it. He's like, if I were in your, your, your shoes, I'd want to do that too. But he's like, I just got to tell you, I'm going to really miss you. Um, so before that happens, you know, can we just go hiking a couple of times? And I went, okay, I, I guess. And he's like, I just want you to know, he's like, he's like, you're completely valid in wanting to do this, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to miss you. And so without me even realizing it, um, my doctor and Michael were getting me interested in a hobby and I didn't even realize it and it was brilliant. So Michael and I go to REI and you gotta like, Michael's super shy. And so we get to, to REI and I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to set up the tents, right? Like we didn't need a tent, but Hey, we're going to set up a tent. Michael completely shy, never wants to attract attention to himself. Huge man is setting up a tent in the middle of REI with me. (laughs) And, and, And it worked. It worked. We got like really into backpacking and, uh, and stuff. And he's like, you know, he's like, Michelle, he's like, you might have another stroke, but you might not. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, can't you just like hang out and we'll just sign a DNR. So if something happens, they don't put you on a feeding tube and, and they'll end it. It's like, but until then let's have fun. Get yourself a Michael. Yeah. (laughs) You got to find, you cannot go through this life. Challenges will come. Obstacles will come. You cannot go through this life unless you have somebody that's going to be there at, at those challenging times. And I'm glad that um, you had your Michael and I'm glad that I had my, we call it Uncle Phil. <laughs> and and um, everyone, you need to have someone in your corner. So you get through this ordeal. What are we doing now? How, how many years ago was that? Yeah, so you don't have to to give the time because people are gonna be counting your age and all that stuff. Oh, that's okay. I'm 41. Woohoo! I am I am the most excited 41 year old ever because I shouldn't be here, right? (laughs) 
Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, God bless you. Uh, so you're 41. What are we doing now? Like, yeah, yeah. So, um, so this super cool thing happened. Um, so I'll 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 fast forward the story. Um, so we get me into um, some uh, occupational therapy mm-hmm. and physical therapy. And what they did was uh, they taught me how to outsource and, and uh, delegate the majority of my life through software. Um, Cause to this day, I still have um, a decent amount of brain damage. I don't remember to um, turn off uh, ovens. I pour water in toasters, um, all kinds of fun things. Um, so we had to put myself in a really controlled environment. And so I learned how to outsource all my life. So I have uh, a Google mini that um, reminds me in the morning, Michelle, brush your teeth and take your medicine. Two hours later, okay, Michelle, you need to drink water. Okay, Michelle, it's time to feed the dog and make sure he doesn't have to go outside. So my, my whole life is structured. And we got really, really good at automating and delegating my whole life. And so at that point, I started thinking, well, if we can do this for your regular life, why can't we do it for business? And so we started, we tried uh, with a little, with a little blog, um, cause I'd had a blog and it basically sat for three years because I, I wasn't able to write anymore. So we hired a writer. And what I did was I, um, I started recording exactly how I would do the task and because I wasn't able to record every day because some days I have slurred speech and some days I don't. And so on good days, I would do recordings. Um, And uh, so that's how we trained the new person. And I'll be darned if he couldn't write a blog post about 95% of what I would have done. And so we just started doing this one task at a time. And before I knew it, I would wake up in the morning and there'd be like 40 hours worth of work in my inbox because I had passed it all off to everybody else. And so my colleagues started looking at this and they're like, Michelle, this is ridiculous. You had a stroke. You shouldn't be able to do this. How are you doing this? I said, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing any work. I'm like, you know, the, the guy that like pushes everything off and makes everybody else do the work. Right. And they're like, holy crap, teach me how to do that. And I was like, I'm to say the same thing. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, sure. Why not? So I took a couple of my friends who had businesses too, and we started systematizing and uh, delegating their stuff one task at a time. And I'll be darned if it didn't work. We were able to get them back like 30 and 40 hours a week. So they're like, oh my gosh, Michelle, you have to, you have to do what everybody's doing. You have to make a course and teach this to the world. And I was like, all right, sure. So we made a course, right? It was called running on autopilot. And, um, it taught everybody basically A to Z how to delegate the majority of your life to either a virtual assistant or a piece of software. And so we put uh, a bunch of people through the beta course and got really good results. And we thought, all right, we, we got something here. But the interesting feedback was people came back and they're like, Michelle, they're like, you're the one that loves outsourcing and delegation. I don't necessarily love that. And while this is an amazing skill, can you just do it for me? And at first I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Because I get about two to three good hours a day. Um, And so what I was afraid of was that I was going to say, oh yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take that on and, and give it to my team, but then I wouldn't be able to track it and deliver. And what happened if I dropped the ball? And so 
literally after about four months of of my friends poking me saying, Michelle, do this for me. Um, I said, all right, we'll try it. But if it doesn't work and things fall through the cracks and we fall on our face, it's not my fault. And they're like, okay, deal. And uh, so we did. So we tried it and I'll be darned if it didn't work just a little too well. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so I joke to say that like this whole business was built completely on accident. Um, And uh, so now um, we have a, a whole agency and we have about 16 employees um, and, uh, I'm able to help numerous business owners. Um, and what I do is I teach them the exact process that I went through. I have them record a really simple video, one task at a time. You got to do the task anyway. So just hit record and talk me through what you're doing. Then my team goes through and we create a standard operating procedure for you that literally has step-by-step point here, click here, do this so that you can then take that document and hand it to a complete stranger and they can duplicate the task. And so we've been able to do that for a bunch of business owners and it's been amazing. Yo, this is so funny. Um, I I didn't know exactly, I read through your stuff, but I didn't, now that you're explaining it to me, I didn't know exactly what you was doing. So I'm I'm teaching a course on um, Listenable and the course will be out. I need everybody to go. (laughs) They, They hired me and it's called the Mindful Marketer. And it's a system that I learned when I was about, I'm 45, so I had to be about 32, maybe, maybe, so it was about 10 to 12 years ago. And it was about taking your day and turning it into autopilot, right? But yeah. without the digital portion, um, every step that I do throughout the day, I would write it down, write down how long it took me, time stamped it, and I would track and monitor myself for three to four days. After I track and monitor, I would take the times and then I would put phone calls and then I would add up three days, how many hours I spend making phone calls. And then I would delegate a portion of my day just for phone calls, portion of my day just for writing, portion of my day. So what you're doing with the automation of the day it actually not only helps it not only helps a person to be able to get more done or get more time back but it also helps you to be able to be competitive on a level where because we say don't sweat the small stuff and whoever wrote that book i understand where it was coming from but you know that what drives most of business is the small stuff it's the yeah. little details that people say if i'm not there it can't be done no that's not true it's the fact that you don't know some things you just don't know that you do like brush your teeth. And when you lose that ability to remember to brush your teeth and someone has to remind you, there's just some things that a cook would do on autopilot. Grandma, when she used to make them ham hot, take it all day, right? She didn't know that she put three hints of oregano, two hours later, she put a little bit more in there because it, she just did it. She was dancing to her church music and, and cooking. So those little details that go overlooked will cause a person to, when they go on vacation, shut their business down and say, we'll be back open in two weeks. You can't build a successful, you can't be an entrepreneur and and live like this. So what have you learned from helping other people automate themselves? Um, What kind of processes have you learned? Um, if you can remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing is we have to get people over. And I was exactly the same way. Um, we have to get people over. Nobody can do this task as well as me. And so what's going to happen is I'm going to hand it off. I'm not going to really like the results back. So I'm going to redo it myself. So I might as well just do it myself to begin with. Mm-hmm. And that's so not true. Here's the shift in your mindset that you have to make. 90% is better than hundred percent. Mm. So what in the world does that mean? If I can take a task and I can give it to somebody else and they can complete it 90% of what I would have done, so it's not 100%. 
who freaking cares? Like I didn't have to do that task. And so that not only frees up my time, but also, also my brain bandwidth. And so because of that, I'm able to focus on the things that really matter. And so I end up working on my superpowers. So I work on my business, not in my business. And that's the biggest difference. What do you find most people feel more covenant to hold on to? Like, what do they covet most? Is it the, the, the writing task? Is it, or it, it can be, it can be probably depend on the person's personality too, right? Yeah. But it's always one thing that we just feel like we're just great at. Nobody else can't do it. Um, right. Well, and this is the, this is the thing that, um, I do exactly what you do, right. With, with you, you keep track of everything, right. And write down how long, when I get a new client, I have them do the exact same thing. So I made an Excel spreadsheet and we literally take inventory of everything that you've done for a week. Right. And then we ask ourselves, um, you know, is there a way to automate this? And, um, is there a way like, do I have to do this myself or can part of it be done by somebody else? So, so for example, this podcast, right. Nobody can record this, but me, right. Cause it has to be me talking, but all the back end when we go to promote the show, um, because every show that I'm on, I, we promote as well, all the social media graphics, all the headliners, the, um, all of that can be done by my team. I don't need to do any of that. And so I just have to show up and then it magically appears everywhere. Um, and I didn't have to do, to do any of it. Um, sorry, go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, Cause I, I was going to say one of the interesting things about how we, how I came across you is from a, a team member of yours. Yeah. And it, I was kind of, I love the backstory when I read it and I was like kind of confused because it spoke in third person. And then I spoke to you directly and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that because I understand like closing that, that last part, you want to get a feel of who you're meeting with and whatever, whatever. But now, now it's, it all makes sense. Yeah. See, I have systems set up for everything. I'm, I'm probably on four podcasts a week. I've never booked myself on any of them because my team does it for me. It's just a system that we put in place. So, so you know, once we finish recording, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, once we finish recording, we got, we got, we got some business to discuss. <laughs> um, because I'm not going to get into that. I do all of the stuff myself, all of the artwork and all, all of the things. And what happens is you kind of spread yourself too thin. Yep. And one thing doesn't, is not as solid as an, another thing. So what I had to learn to do is let me get this one thing solid first, but you might not have time to. So like, let me get this one thing solid first and then I can work on this next thing. But what you're saying is you don't have to wait to get these one thing done. And then the next thing done, you can automate it all out. Right. But as a consumer in the middle of a pandemic, resources are scarce. How, yep. how, how does that look? Yeah. So that's the, that's where the fun really comes in. And this will, this will sound crazy and I'll circle back to it. So, um, with outsourcing, there are a ton of amazing resources out there for you. Um, when you look at your task list, right, what are the things, what, what I always ask my, my clients is what are the things that really give you energy? What are the things that you absolutely love doing? And unless it's something that you're like, heck yeah, I want to do this. Let's see if we can get it off your plate. Right. And so then what we do is I personally, um, all of my team is in the Philippines and this is for a couple of very specific reasons. Uh, one, their, their primary language is English. So if you go inside of a hospital or a lawyer, uh, 
doctor's office, they're all speaking English. Um, second, they're very familiar with our culture. Um, they know exactly who LeBron James is. Um, and, uh, so they're as big of NBA basketball fans as we are. Um, but then in addition to that, they have a really cool culture where it's like a team family first culture. And so for me, it was very easy to build a family type environment. The, but the other thing too, was the U S dollar to Filipino peso conversion rate is phenomenal. So this will make you cringe and just hang with me for a second. Cause I'm going to explain why I'm changing this. An average Filipino will make $10 a day working eight hours. That's horrible. That is barely scraping by. That's it's horrible. So what I do is I go in and I actually pay them four or five times what they would make. So I pay them the, the equivalent of about $50 an hour in the United States. But in addition to that, I'm also going to pay for their health insurance. I pay for their retirement. So I pay for like their 401k and social security. I pay for two weeks of PTO. I give them Filipino holidays paid off. I give them a 13 month bonus, which is an Asian thing. Um, it's basically like an, a one month extra paycheck in, in uh, the Philippines. Um, I also pay for uh, a fund where once we put enough money into it, they can then use that to go buy a house or a car or whatever they want. Um, and so my mission, when, when they asked me to build the agency, I decided I wasn't doing it for money. That doesn't motivate me. There better be a really good reason. And so my goal is to not only educate entrepreneurs and teach you guys that it's so easy to outsource. We just, we've made it more complicated than it needs to be. But then on the flip side, my goal is to break the cycle of poverty in the Philippines. And how we're doing that is by, um, is through education and paying them way more than what they ask. So that is what gets me like super fired up. So what I do is I can teach people. And so when you say resources are limited, um, you can find someone in the Philippines who will do very good work for $5 an hour. And that sounds insane, but that is actually a very livable wage for them. And now, now don't get me wrong. That's not, you know, they're not buying a Taj Mahal, right. But that's going to, that's going to pay their rent. That's going to pay their food. That's going to pay for them to, for their insurance. Plus, um, for about $60 a month, you can pay for their health insurance, their retirement, the, all these extra, extra bonuses and benefits. And so what happens is because they're very family related, they're not holding on to that money right? What they're doing is they're putting it back into their family. They're putting it back into their community. A couple of my employees, um, and I promise I'll get off my soapbox in just a second, but (laughs) one of, one of, uh, one of my guys, um, he's still in college and he's super good at video editing. And I paid him so well that he came back to me and said, Miss Michelle, I went on an awesome vacation and then I took the extra money and I paid for Adobe for every single one of my class members because they couldn't afford it. And they're all video design majors. So now they can go out and they can get a job. And But not only that, what happens is you have an army because there's nothing that you can ask that class to do that they wouldn't do for you. Yep. Um, one, two, and now I'm about to get on my soapbox. <laughs> the Bible says, look out for the affairs of others. What we have done in this consumer mindset, the me first mindset, is we only look out for our own affairs, not really understanding that if we shared with other people resources, like you don't even have, you gave your whole business model. The, the thing is, I'm not you. So even if I tried to do it, it's not designed for me. And 
what I had to learn over the course of time is I share I share a lot. I don't give all of the details because you still got to make money. But I share a lot because I realize the more I share, the more I learn. Yep. So for you to 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 be able to do this and everything is by design. You went through this this life-changing health crisis or event. Your health is so important to you. What was lost was not the ability to process and through your process you're able to now help and benefit somebody else. And Again, I do not pre-interview people. For, for me to even bring up the whole healthcare situation and being invested in your healthcare and understanding even at a young age, for you now to be able to employ someone in another country and have that in mind that I don't just want them to give me a, to outsource work to them. I want to build family. I want to build a team, but I'm, I'm also looking out for their well-being and their health. And I'm not going to, pay them because I know I can pay them $5 an hour. I'm going to pay them so that they can that's what usually comes with it. <laughs> yep. It's uh, it, it's been phenomenal. It's, it's been amazing. <laughs> it's brilliant. If, if only our um, if only our leaders um, could hear 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 this this amazing mindset it's a mindset it's a mindset so how many employees do you have uh right now we have 15 wow so when did you start doing this um honestly we just started the agency side about a year ago um during covid and I know during COVID you, you had to, so what, did you go from zero it, and how long? <laughs> yeah. So, um, we're a six figure company easily, um, in, in a year. Um, and it's, but the cool part is, is because we've priced it where it makes sense for, uh, both the client and the employees, our employees never want to leave. They're so, they're so happy. Um, because we're, you know, doing, doing such awesome things for them. Can I have a job? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, yeah. Look, mommy, I got a job. <laughs> so, so as a, as a, um, a dreamer, that's what they call me. I call myself an entrepreneur, but everybody else, that, that dude always dreaming as a dreamer. What would you say to, to a, a, a person? What is your your final thought and and could you please um i want to have you back as, yeah as, let's do it absolutely as, as things transition what i what i'm finding is having um, repetitive guests and talking about different topics because right now we, we're kind of broad brushing it but um to bring you back now that our audience understand who you are and to bring you back and, and then hone in on some very specific things because as the world opens back up we're going to go through this new transition. This first transition for nonprofits and for churches was very difficult. A lot of them couldn't sustain in the digital marketplace. Um, a lot of brick and mortar uh, couldn't sustain in the digital marketplaces. And um, people are yearning to go back out, but people are still trying to figure out their footing. And yeah. if you don't have a digital blueprint, coexisting with a, a physical place for people to come and, and get your goods, products, business services, then you're, you're, you're going to miss out. Um, what always happened after crisis is a huge wealth transition. If you look yep. at the history, at the end of every crisis, there's a change in currency, there's a change in wealth positions, but only those who position themselves before, you don't have to position, like you didn't have to position yourself last year, but you need to begin positioning yourself now. Where do you see 
people sh where should people be positioning themselves to be ready for this transfer of wealth that's going to inevitably happen the rich are going to get richer but just like with the tech boom just like with the real estate boom there's going to be people who are living obscure right now and that's that's their whole lives are going to change if they position themselves where yeah so that's a great question and i think you're absolutely spot on um the world as we know it has changed and if you don't realize it it's already changed and so People are no longer afraid of work from home. They're no longer afraid of virtual. That was the big stigma before, right? Because, you know, as a business owner, we couldn't have somebody in sweatpants working from their house, right? Like, like, like slave on Pharaoh. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's, uh, so the world has changed now because these big corporations realize holy crap, it's a lot more profitable to have people work from home because we don't have overhead. We don't have all this stuff that we're paying for. So here's where I would, especially as a small business or an entrepreneur, your goal should be impact. And so by doing that, if you can reduce your admin tasks cost, right? By sending that overseas, that frees up an extra percentage. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. that you now have to put into the American economy because now we can hire, we can now afford to hire more skilled workers in the United States and pay them more because we've decreased our overhead for like those admin task type things. And so what happens is we're able to actually raise the GDP on both of both nations right? Because we are increasing, we've, we've decreased our overhead of what we were paying in the United States for admin tasks. So that increases the Filipino G GDP. But then in the United States, because now it's not such a hardship to be able to pay $25 an hour to a graphic artist, we can now afford to do that. That increases the GDP in the United States at the same time. And so it, by, by shifting our resources, um, we're actually able to come out on top and have super skilled work in both. And you end up reaping the benefits because you are smarter about what you're doing. I absolutely agree with you on, um, and that's probably another topic for another day, but uh, the currency change, um, if you guys aren't paying attention to cryptocurrency, it's coming, you need to. Um, it's... Uh, it, it just is reality. It's a new reality now. Um, the other thing too is, you know, just there's um, all kinds of things that are going to be coming and uh, one of which is probably inflation. And so if you can hedge your dollar uh, some way, that, that would be smart. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be cryptocurrency, right? There are a couple of really strong currencies in the world. Um, you know, you, you, you think about the Swiss franc um, and the Grand Cayman dollar. Uh, those are the two most stable currencies in the world. So even if you took part of your savings um, and put them in there, if we don't have inflation, no problem. Great. Change out your Swiss francs for U.S. dollars. Great. No problem. Um, but if you do, if we do run into... Um, you know, inflation and we hit eight, 10% inflation, you can turn those Swiss francs into US dollars. And guess what? For every dollar, you got 110% back. Michelle, um, I don't know if you have many friends in New York, but <laughs> you, got, <laughs> you got to now, if you ever, I don't care if you're in Rochester, uh, Syracuse, or the city, let us know you got two friends here. What's the name of the podcast? Where can we hear you? Yeah, so it's uh, Automate to Dominate. 
And ironically, we are actually flipping our models. So we started out um, because I knew that there were a whole lot of other smarter people out there that I needed to learn from. So I created a podcast as a not so sneaky way to be able to pick their brain. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so now actually, uh, so I, I, I was, I had the privilege of being able to interview a whole lot of incredibly brilliant people. Um, and now we're actually going to move it into more of a solo, um, where I'm actually going to take you through my business and show you how I've automated everything and things like that. So you'll actually see season two will be coming out soon and that'll be a little bit better. Congratulations on that. Um, thank you. Um, and do you automate your, your podcast too? Like you do the same thing with the podcast? Absolutely. You better believe it. Uh, I'm going to need that. Okay. I'm going to give you some awesome tools that are super inexpensive that it's going to blow your mind how easy you can push it everywhere for 15 bucks oh great 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 i mean we we're we're on a lot of platforms i i find that after i do a show which is one of the things that was appealing to even having some guests i don't bring guests on to promote my show like because the audience that listens to me is my audience and i appreciate them but when you do have a host a guest on you would like for them to at least share that they was on your show too, you know? Right. <laughs> somebody told, somebody said this to me, uh, eat at the table and then leave. And I was like, what? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because it takes so much work to put in on the back end of a podcast. podcast. Yeah, and and then, a guest just shows up, does their thing, and then jets. <laughs> I don't even leave a tip. Like, can you just say I was just on this great podcast? And then sometimes you have a great experience. So what I realized, I can't rely on, I'm not going to penalize a guest, especially if I feel like they're going to bring value to my audience. I'm not going to penalize you because you don't share that you was on my show. I have to do better on my back end to make sure that people know that people are there. And what, what has happened, because I was more attentive, is that I used to beg people to come on our show. Now they're begging me to come on the show. <laughs> so we're, 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 we've moved up. We've, we've done well. But next level, man. Next level. That we can go into the next level and our paths cross. So you're going to help me get to that next level. Listen, do you have one, if there's one thing that you want to leave with our audience, if there's one thing out of all that you've experienced that you want to leave with our audience, what would it be? Yeah. How about we give them an awesome tool so we can make this actionable? All right. So give them the tool. All right. So if they go to awesomeoutsourcing.com slash task hyphen discovery, what you're going to find there is um, just an Excel spreadsheet and three videos that talk you through how I think about a task and kind of shift your mindset. And it's exactly what you said, Naran. It's an inventory of everything you do for a week. And then um, we're going to go through and we're going to figure out what we can automate, what we can delegate and what we can delete. And then um, through there, it'll actually walk you through the very next steps because the next question becomes, well, okay, what do I do first? Right. And that, that sheet will um, filter it and make it in abundantly clear. Okay. This is what you should record your first video about um, to start handing that task off to somebody else. I'm on awesome dominate podcast. You're on the podcast. Nice. Uh, and, it, and it says, I can't wait to share your story. Okay. Episode here. I, listen, I'm, I'm all in. I'm an awesome dominate fan. Um, additional resources. Yes, yes. I, I need all of this. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to be on. I appreciate it. No, no. Um, we're, we're definitely going to uh, be back and I look forward to hearing season two of Awesome. I mean, Automate to Dominate. And I also look forward to becoming um, one of your customers. Uh, I don't have to reinvent the reinvent the wheel if the wheel is already invented. We were outsourcing our stuff in Australia and Pakistan. Pakistan. Okay. Um, but I, the what happens is when you you start you start here and then every now and again they 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 bump up a little bit. You don't mind bumping. Then 
then it gets like, dude, you, 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 you're killing me over here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I know me sending you $200 a month is like, you know, <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you so much. Listen, everybody, I don't know where you're walking or how you're walking. Some of you are walking in depression. Some of you are walking in fear. Some of you are walking in anxiety. You're not walking in domination. But I pray that you would continue to grow with us and walk in victory. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and share. Regardless of what platform you're listening to, your listenership is valuable to us. Let people know that you are getting value from the show. Thank you, Michelle, for coming on. Everybody enjoy your day. Peace.